This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. One zero zero one one zero one. No, that's not the winning lottery numbers. It's binary code, which is some sort of computer thing. I don't know. I'm more of a sports guy. You know, soccer, mountain biking, sports. Well, I guess when it comes to computer programming, you're going to have to convince me. Welcome to Convince Me, the show where a wide-eyed live scriptimist tries to convince a couple of basics to get Python board with their DASL distinctive, sometimes downright C++ usual job obsession. Did you list DSL as a coding language? No, I let DASL. Oh, okay. Is cool. that a coding this language? This guy was on Wikipedia. Oh, I was on Wikipedia. <laughs> Excellent. There's a lot of coding languages. Internet. Um, Internet's crazy. <laughs> this is the show where we have a guest try to convince us of their obsession. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm Ben Castle. To my right is Jeff Kaufman. No matter which way you chop it up, you are in control of your own life. Uh, oh, yeah, I like that. That's a good uh, new catchphrase for you. Um, and to my left is the co-host Thayer Frechette. Meow, meow. Good to see you, Thayer. Thanks. And uh, today we are very excited about our guest. He's a host from the excellent podcast, Screw It. We're just going to talk about the Beatles, which has an upcoming live show that will happen before this airs. <laughs> but I'm very excited to, to go Hope to it. Hope it went great. Uh, that's like this Monday, right? That's... Oh, no, no next Monday. Uh, it's a week from this Monday. A week yeah, from this right. Monday. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is coming out on the 14th. You gotcha, yeah. Um, and Don't Get Me Started, which uh, rest in peace. We were just chatting yeah. about that. Yeah, it just ended this week. And, uh, um, as we're recording, it'll be, as be we're like recording, a month yeah. as this comes yeah, out. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, guys, get caught up on Don't Get Me Started. It's, <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's usually like, 150, uh, 46 episodes. That Come on. Number 100, real fun. I yeah. love that. Uh, and uh, he's an actor, writer, and some might say the best improviser in the world. That's right. Will Hines. Only I say that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, it was on your, the, on your book. I, it was kind of implied that you're the best improviser yeah. in the world. Would you uh, say? Yeah. I'm a self-deprecating person by nature, so I wrote a book about improv, and I was going to title it something like Improv Nonsense, which is the name of my blog, right. or just like a useless art form was something I was going to title it. And then I was like, no, I'm too self-deprecating. And I went the other way, and I called it How to Be the Greatest Improviser on Earth, like a Love promise it. that nobody can keep as a teacher. But I was like, well, right. if I was an improv student, I'd buy this book. I, yeah. So it, that's what I that's what I called it. Because but it's, the content, it's not true. It's a lie. The content of the book is is fairly self deprecating. Like it doesn't yeah, yeah, stick yeah. to that. So it's a nice. little... I don't live that grandiose tone yeah. throughout it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you did, you know, yeah, I would love it if book. every every example you give when you give examples was all just your scenes and you were yeah, always yeah. the funny one. That'd yeah. be amazing. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> Imitate me. Yeah. Students. Here's how you do it. <laughs> I would love that. I might steal yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And today, Will is not here to talk about to us about improv though. He's here to talk to us about Unless coding. Is that how yeah. you would? Yeah. You could. Talk to us about it. It's like a free class, honestly. Yeah, yeah. If you want to do that, oh my God, it would. It, it, a very small percentage of your audience would love it, and everyone else would be like, "No, right. thank you." Yep. But instead, I'm going to alienate them in a <laughs> totally different way. way. Talk about co- computer programming, yeah, coding, perfect. Yeah. Um. Lo- how would you what, define what I, what I really want to okay, try great, to talk great. about is so. Okay, so I was a computer. So Jeff, you did computer programming. I or still you, do. You still do. Okay. So here's the thing, man. I'm going to talk about it like I'm an expert, and I'm not really, but I am kind of. I did it full time for. Six or seven years. Oh, wow. right. I was self-taught. Uh, and even so, okay, I obviously I had enough of an aptitude to get a job in it, and I've done it on my own. And don't you have that book coming out, How to Become the Greatest Computer <laughs> yeah, Program in the World? Yeah, How to Be the Greatest Computer yeah. Program in the World. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I didn't study it in school. Uh, the, the jobs I had were mostly, like, small, like, uh, consultancies where you'd be, like, you know, you would do, you would 
sell yourself on a per project basis. Right. Meaning I wasn't like in a large tech company where there was some culture of like, mm-hmm. here's our coding practices and here's our, I don't know, our interview questions or something. You know, I was like a guy who was real good at like motorized things and then opened up a garage. Got oh, fixed yeah. somehow. Right, like mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I was, had an aptitude and, and had some, you know, whenever I was in a room full of computer programmers, I felt like a real hayseed. But uh, now here's the crazy thing. I actually am incredibly confident in my computer programming ability. Do you think that's because that. you hang out with improvisers and uh, actors? And that's I, how I feel, at least. So, yeah, Jeff, Jeff yeah. works at BuzzFeed. Even right, when so. I'm in a room of computer programmers and they're not respecting me, I'm like, I know better. But I think oh, all nice. computer programmers kind of have a little bit of like, I know how to do this. Right. Nobody ever yeah. likes to use anybody else's code. If you get assigned to maintain another code project, you're like, I'll just write it from scratch. Everybody wants to do that. It's like at least. quirks all the all the way through. Would you say, or is it you just want to get to it from a whole different? I think way? just the part of your brain that is necessary to do computer programming it unlocks this like god complex where you're like, <laughs> I do right, it yeah. better. That's so interesting. To me, it sounds very healthy, very you know, uh, positive experience, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Everybody just has their own way of wanting to do it. Like it, it, it and but I, I want to talk about like my ways of doing it, and I want to talk about the way it feels when you write computer code, and like the, I'm going to try to communicate to you guys the satisfaction of doing computer right. code, okay. the feeling of it. So that that's my challenge. I'm not going to really try to teach you how to do it. Sure, yeah. M- maybe I'll a little you gotta bit. Got to buy the book there. for that. Exactly. Yeah, it's just right. it's just pointless because we don't have yeah. a computer in front of us. Yeah. I can't. And you still use bangering as an example in the how to become the greatest uh, <laughs> program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still <laughs> use improv groups. Did a com- yeah. in Command my... F replaced improv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. With programming. When I talk book. about computer program, it's all yeah. improv examples. Yeah. Right. So right. Yeah. Josh you... Simpson colon period period slash yeah, yeah. slash. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, like, Jeff, certainly chime in when I when you disagree with me or, or anybody. But like, what I really want to do is tell you, like, because I still do it. Like, I I haven't done it full time since. Like 2005 or mm-hmm. something like that. Great year for coding. Right? Yep. It was a banner year. Do you feel like you could make money now? Like, have you kept up enough? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I could. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to get a job at a place like Google or yeah. some real top of your line tech place. BuzzFeed. I, uh, I wonder. I wonder. I feel like BuzzFeed would be right. I probably not because I don't have the credentials. I'd go in for the interview. They'd yeah. be like, what did you do the last 10 years? Yeah. I'd be like, I was an improv teacher. They'd be like, we'd get out of here. But, <laughs> But, like, you know, I, I make my own websites. I still, like, read up on technologies out of curiosity, and I'll sort of dabble. Mm-hmm. Like, just uh, to go ahead with the car engine metaphor, like, there's guys who like to work on their cars on the weekends, but they're not auto mechanics. Yes. But they know their way around the car engine enough, and they maybe like to go to the hardware store and right. get stuff and read up on car and driver about the latest hybrid engine or something like that. I'm like that with programming. Like, I, I have a website. So sometimes I'll teach improv workshops on my own. So I made my own website to, like, sell them and organize them. Like, you come to the website and log in and sign up. And oh, wow. I wrote that. Like a form. Yeah. And, like, several. Okay. I wanted to be able to have waiting lists. I wanted people to be able, when somebody drops wow. out, that it automatically notifies Dope. the next person and sends them a link. And then I couldn't find a place that did that to my satisfaction. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to make it. You know? So I did that. And the it, the email's like, send this to 10 people or someone's going to die, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of shady predatory. Yeah, I got a lot uh, of those. Yeah, yep. that's good stuff. So, so that sounds you happy. guys, do you have any experience? Uh, I'll say for me, this is Ben. I um, yeah, like to identify myself, you know, like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> um, 
I'd say I, I think I might have zero experience. And the references I know might be completely wrong. Um, I mean, I just made a quiz that we're going to do later. So I know a couple terms just from that and the little uh, dumb parody intro that I did. But I got to say, like, I don't even I'm not even completely sure I know what coding does mm. or like how it works. Um, people are always talking about I'm a coder. I'm like, OK, yeah, <laughs> no, no, fair. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much background. I feel like I could probably toss around a lot of buzzwords. I'm just yeah. like, guys, tabs or spaces, am I right? That's, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Would watch so you, guys don't know, you guys don't know anything. So, Jeff, what do you what do? You do? What's <laughs> um, I uh, entered the world of coding through data analysis. I was like uh-huh. uh, into stats in college, right. and I started doing that in the workforce, and naturally a good way to like make yourself useful in those jobs is to like know how to like build um, – I would I wouldn't say like software, mm-hmm. but like services that do jobs. Mm-hmm. That this mm-hmm. might be way too in the weeds, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I have I don't have experience like building like an app or building a website or uh-huh. something like that. Right. Uh, but I do a lot of basically back end. Um, do you make like SQL queries? Do you oh, design like database tables? I love SQL. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, me, me too. I love that stuff. So I much. love SQL. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. Uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> SQL is, is, SQL is this too. very like data specific. Yeah. I think you're supposed language. to pronounce it SQL. SQL. Everyone oh. just pronounces it SQL, but I feel like if you look up wherever it was originated, you're supposed to say SQL. SQL. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. nobody says that. Everyone says SQL. Would yeah. you say that the Godfather Two, as you mentioned, is a, this SQL is better than the original? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good metaphor. Oh my God, these guys are going to be. <laughs> Jeff, I'm only going to talk to you. Tough. It's going to be tough. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I'm, so I, I, I've also self-taught, but like through jobs, so getting a lot. If of you're into doing mentorship. SQL queries, you're 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 there. Like that's that's a complicated, alienating thing that most people can't deal with. Yeah, um, it's all about knowing rows and columns, baby. Yeah, I could talk about rows and columns. So Jeff, when you're said, doing those, well, like, what's your goal of something you would do coding to get to? Well, it's it's all just like we, you know, like all this shit happens on buzzfeed.com like you're clicking and you're viewing and you're dragging and you're entering your name and a mm-hmm. newsletter sign up or whatever and all those events go somewhere but like the to like most people it's just like a you know 5000 word you know this is like really really long like blocks of numbers and letters and like uh part like the, my job is basically to like take all of that and summarize it in nice tables and turn it okay. into like basically things that come into people's emails because we try building like destinations for people to view data and they're like i don't want to click into something yeah so we just send people emails a lot so of it's time. usable information yeah. for like ad revenue and stuff like yeah, engagement. Basically, yeah basically um but yeah it's a lot of, a lot of like I, I write a lot of junk code too i would say like code that's never yeah, gonna yeah. get used again right right yeah. just like quick and dirty sort of like duct tape and right. And paper clips that hold something together that works for this, but you would never take that duct tape paper clip contraption and like use it on another thing because right. it's too flimsy. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I do a lot of that too. Yeah. And coding itself is like pretty logic based, right? Well, here's what I want to get into. So, like coding, I mean, uh, now, okay, now, Jeff, everybody, and anybody listening, I'm just going to give, I'm going to blatantly just speak as if I'm a complete authority. Love it. For hey, conciseness, just to be concise. But I'm probably wrong. And I've come out of the fucking woods having taught myself how to read by myself. So, mm-hmm. like, Long I, fingernails. I, yeah, just like I'm a, uh, you know, if you're a real programmer, you're going to probably dis, and also programmers in general are very, they're quick to get into semantic arguments and mm, to tell you that right. you're using the wrong word for this and the wrong label and that's not the right way to do it. And this is the, and they get really worked up about the dumbest shit. 
And so I am and so they're they're unreasonably fussy and I'm going to deliberately be wrong about it. I mean not not for its own sake, but I'm going to disregard any attempt to represent the right way and I'm just going to tell you my emotional experience doing great. this. Yeah. Cuz I want to tell you what it feels like. So so just real quick, I learned – so in 1983, when I was 13 years old, my family got an Apple II, and there was an, a, instructions on how to do Apple Soft, and that was a computer programming language. That was the Apple version of the language BASIC. Okay, Now, BASIC was, was not really used for anything. It was a teaching language. It taught you how to do computer programming, but BASIC itself was – you could build stuff with it, but you generally wouldn't. BASIC is actually an acronym, and I forget what it stands for. But I think it's like you are like a woman who uh, purchases like oh, no, no, drinks for the, certain drinks yes, at Starbucks. That's the slang term, basic. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But similarly, <laughs> if you were like all you know is basic in computer programming, you're very basic. You're a real basic oh, wow. bitch right. if you can oh. only do basic. Oh, wow. So I taught myself how to do Applesoft, and that that's like the old classic ten print home twenty go to ten. Okay. Have you ever seen that? Yes. That's basic. Yeah. That. So basic is like a. I do know coding, guys. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like mods. The applesauce? Yep. Arella? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of applesoft, I see now. Um, oh, very wow. clever on yeah. this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clever. <laughs> very clever. And then uh, QBasic was the version of BASIC that IBM had on their computers and Microsoft, so I learned, or Microsoft, so I learned QBasic. And then uh, I didn't do anything for a long time, and then the web happened, and I learned in 1994 I got a job writing technical manuals at an engineering firm, and I was oh, like, teach fun. me how to do this stuff. And they taught me how to do HTML, which was relatively new in 94. And then um, JavaScript, which was brand new. Like, I think JavaScript yeah. happened in 1995, and I learned it when it came out, and it was very simple. And it since has become extremely complicated. I learned Perl, which was a... Well, I remember you talking about this. Was yeah. A, uh, yeah, Perl was a language that was used... It was invented, but then became very popular on websites because it, it didn't take up a lot of memory and space and was very powerful. So a lot of web applications in the 90s were Perl, and in fact, if you were a heavy web user in the '90s, a lot of web addresses would end with .pl. That would be like that would be a common URL you would go to, and that was a Perl script. Were the heavy were... heavy web users in the '90s? Yeah, at, or, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> my first website I went to was lacrosse space stuff .com. Did not load. There's a space. I, I put <laughs> oh, the space. you you invented my it. My brothers were talking about. It. Yeah, man, it's got some lacrosse stuff online. I was like, whoa. And then I went on. Uh, never loaded. So, wow. was, and <laughs> I haven't been back shot. to the internet. Good since, try. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's got nothing for you. Yeah, so. <laughs> there's not an easily team. accessible lacrosse stuff. There's <laughs> what's the point? Betrayed me very early on. Yeah. So sure, the stock market runs on it, and it's united families and and and, and cultures. But yeah, lacrosse, lacrosse stuff, stuff is really the what I want. It's the it. white whale of computer technology. <laughs> Still haven't gotten it. So you wanted lacrosse stuff, like just like equipment <laughs> and paraphernalia, or just like anecdotes. You know, I'm not there to discriminate. I wanted to see what they had to any offer, and all, any you and know? all. Like uh, good but, techniques for uh, broing down after a good game. Oh yeah, man! I was Your looking stick. for it, just like the whole whole shebang right there. But uh, <laughs> broke the internet. That was me. That was the first time the internet just broke. Okay, so the thrill of computer programming. So, have you ever? Do you like popping bubble wrap? Oh, love it. Okay, yeah. You know that palpable, satisfying feel of it. Yes. Okay, that to me is related to the satisfaction of good computer code. So let's start yeah. there. So, do you ever have a sheet of bubble wrap and you're compelled to do it all? Like an OCD way, like you do a Absolutely. couple. It's funny. You want to like finish it. I'll either finish it or be like, I'm going to finish this tomorrow, and it's going to be great. You're aware of like how far yes. you are. You're, you're going to, yes. and maybe you systematically go through mm-hmm. it. Okay, that's tapping into the satisfaction of computer code. Now let's go a little bit more OCD. Do you ever get like 
Are you ever into like arranging your desk in a way, like lining up all the pieces of paper and the pencils or like maybe – or when you bought school supplies for the first day of school, did you want to have all of your stuff? Like I used to get like a notebook and a pencil mm-hmm. case and I used to like having like my pens in its place and like fresh paper and I like the feeling of having all my shit together. Yeah, schoolspacestuff.com, great website. <laughs> Got all my stuff. Have I already lost you on just like <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I totally agree. For school, for sure. I like to be organized. Or if you don't like school supplies, maybe even just having your shit with you. Like, yeah. how about like a, your wallet oh, arrangement? Sure. Do you like, oh, for sure. yeah. do you ever like rethink your wallet yes. organization? Like, I don't need this much stuff. I'll go to a buy folder. Yeah. Or I want more. I'll go to a tri folder. Maybe, yeah, when am maybe I, I should go to, go to a, I'm, I'm money clip man. Are you money clip? I'm a money clip So at some point, you stopped having a wallet and you just got real slim down with the stuff right. you carry the around, right? was too, too much for me. This is also the thrill of computer okay, programming. Okay. Like, you could have a wallet, probably. It wouldn't change your life dramatically if I, if you, the government like compelled you to start having a wallet. But no, you like having that money clip. That's your way to do it, right? Okay, cool. So, Jeff? So does that manifest itself... I guess I guess I want to let you continue, but no, no, you interrupt me at any time because it's going to get bad. I'm wondering if this, this is the most exciting it's going to get. It only gets worse from bubble here. Bubble wrap really peaked. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was we peaked fun. with bubble wrap. Well, I'm wondering it's if this noise. manifests itself as like you want your code to be like clean and yes. like like yes. yeah, you don't just want it to like work. You, well, you like the clean. I, yeah, I like to, I like to take everything unnecessary out of it to declutter yes. it. Like, but also sometimes I will like to do code that is deliberately verbose. Like sometimes I like it to be readable. Right. Like I've done, right. I've done That's a great. natural language computer programming, which is computer programming code that is grammatically correct. Oh, oh. my god, I can't even. Yeah, I mean, I you have to so write much. in. Yeah, That's, it's it's inefficient so and it's long and un- but there is something sort of beautiful about it. So I've done a natural language program. Oh god. And does this know. leak into your home life? Like, are you very organized in general at home? No, or? but uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I about specific things. Okay. I, I wouldn't say that I'm like a neat freak it's not like my place is like this spartan white uh crazy but uh, about particular things i will like all my books are organized it's ocd it's like they're from height tallest on the left down to the shortest on the right every shelf that would bug me because i i like the the variation so that's i appreciate having that preference but i disagree with you I, I like to. I only have a few books, so I try to spread them out as far. Now, as let I me can. so set aside this like OCD stuff that I've described. <laughs> now, have you ever like gotten like a kitchen appliance that is a better tool than what you've oh, had before? Absolutely, I love this. Searching for the best tool. Let's talk. I, let, I can do, really so let's talk that. about that in the kitchen. Like, do yeah. you ever have a Vitamix versus a blender? Yes. Or like me? Okay, for example, I got a garlic mincer mm-hmm. just just to mince garlic. Better I, than a garlic press. Garlic press is okay, that. but I think a mincer, mincer is, is better. I use all I need is the mincing. I completely agree. I got like a Cuisinart mincer, so like you pop the cloves out of the garlic, and then the mincer is sort of like this cylinder mm-hmm. that you and you put the the garlic underneath the cylinder, and then you pop the top of the the cylinder, and it like Blades chops come down. Yeah. very fast, and you've mm-hmm. minced your garlic in no time at all. Like that's a lovely little tool. It's incredibly satisfying to me to find the right tool for the right. Job. And then that's you fun. arrange the yeah. garlic from highest to. Yeah, then I like organize it in a <laughs> right. row, and I don't let anybody touch me while I do it. And if yeah. anybody says a number, I have to start over. And that's cooking. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yes. So um, <laughs> that that also ties into the thrill of computer programming, picking like the right tool. Yeah. Now, computer programming might be like the decision between some some tools try to do too much and they're no good. Right. Like you, it has to be the right amount of you have to so a kitchen knife is let's stick with cooking kitchen knife is great a good chef's knife is essential right you got to chop shit up jeff you cook no 
You guys? Like yes. A little bit. Yeah. Well, what did you assume? I like to cook. I could tell from your face. You can't cook. <laughs> um, all right, okay, you, I see you have a toaster here. Yes. Let's talk about a toaster versus a toaster oven. Do you ever, have you ever had oh, a toaster oven? Toaster oven. Yeah. I have. I don't understand it. They're amazing. They're you can make like so melted cheese bread. Make the argument okay. to me. What's, give me a pro toaster oven over toaster argument. Okay, so I would think a toaster oven you can use for more things than just simply making toast. Right, you can make toast in it. You can make toast in it, but you can make other things like a little pizza. You can, you can do a little a, panini in a toaster you a oven. Panini, you can make yeah. like you can bagel like bites, make a chicken. You can even you know, cook chicken meat dish. in a toaster oven. Right, do all right. right. The issue small. is that you're not getting the evenness that you would get from like when you're really like, toasting a, you a slice of bread and a toast. <laughs> what are you doing? No, for, yeah, a, yeah, for a piece of bread, you don't uh, get the evenness. But like yeah. the advantage that this traditional vertical toaster has is that you get an even toast on each side over toaster oven. You kind of have to flip sometimes. Mm. So if you love best. toast, you might get a toaster because mm-hmm. you're like I, every morning I'm throwing two pieces of bread in here and I want it to be just perfect. Right. But if you're like don't care that much about it, you're like oh my toaster oven does. I eat paninis like a madman. Yeah. And I can throw toast in there too, and I got to do that. Right. Throw the toaster out. You can even do toast in your oven if you want. You could turn the broiler yeah, on sure. and do toast in there. Sure. If That's you're insane. Expending energy. I've done it. Okay, you guys are you guys would be great computer programmers. So, <laughs> com- uh, computer yeah. code is a list of instructions for your computer to obey. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to stick with the cooking metaphor. It, computer programming, if you like computer programming, it is if you like trying to write recipes. It's not even cooking. It's like you like to set your order of recipe instructions, and you got for really— For someone else to follow. For somebody else yeah. to follow. Like if you just got really into, what's the most efficient way for me to write this recipe? <laughs> yeah. Like that is the thrill of it. Like how how many how, steps yeah. can I do it in? What and what is the most readable way for this recipe right. to be? And how like few of letters can I? Yeah. And then you get to the point where it's like, can I make this recipe function for like six different dishes? And yeah, can I write this recipe that I could then use it in other things? Or like chicken right. stock or something. Is this like a sub recipe? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, this is a recipe for yeah oh, a sub. A, uh, a recipe for a, sub. a submarine, yeah, for a, sandwich. A submarine yeah. sandwich. Yeah, if that's right. If you need to use a submarine sandwich in like a submarine sandwich stuffed turkey or something. Like if I write a recipe for making good chicken broth, then right. like, oh, I could use that's that for this one. other like stew right. situation. Yes, totally. Right. Or a lot of things. Chicken broth. Chicken broth yeah. sub. Um, on that note, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, I've got two more, two or three more hours to go. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, learning a lot. No, you're not. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, sure. I've been hacked. My credit card was stolen. Tax fraud? If this happened to you, you may have had your identity stolen. We here at Loco for Tech, L-O-C-O-F-O-R-E-T-E-K, can help. Just send us your credit card, social security number, and mother's maiden name and first pet's name, and we'll keep it safe at one of our warehouses. But there's more. Send us a schedule of when you go to work, and we'll have our guy come install a home security system when you're away so as not to inconvenience you. Any questions? Email us at I'mFallenFord at LocoGuysGuysWithAZ.net. Loco for Tech. Great. Thanks to Loco for Tech for that. It sounds like a bad service. <laughs> I don't know if I want to use it. Is it related to Four Loco? That's my question. Uh, Only question. It's like that caffeinated alcohol. Right. Four Loco, yeah. Uh, yeah, the guys, <laughs> after that went under, they invented this. So. Uh-huh. They're doing pretty well. What can I say? Yeah. Great. Speaking of tech... <laughs> uh, so we were just talking I about like a toast. <laughs> we were just talking about uh, <laughs> the most efficient ways to like, uh, like if you were a cook writing recipes yes. to use uh, to to have other. Also, people I want to take you. this opportunity to apologize to this podcast for how boring this is, and to the audience. I'm loving. It. I'm also, for no one who's listening. I like one. I want to show up to a code interview with this like a toaster oven, and then like, a toast <laughs> and, like I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for these like. 
examples of I'm so, getting it. So I'm going to get into different languages and sort of like their stress. So the mm-hmm. different languages are sort of like your different ways of writing recipes. Right. Uh, and so some people prefer different ones, and each each one sort of has strengths and weaknesses. So basic, what I learned first, AppleSoft or QBasic, that is like just a straight list of instructions that are the steps are numbered. And okay. it's like step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. And you just start at the beginning and go right down to the end. For a lot of simple tasks, that works great. Um, and there is you, – you can skip numbers in basic. You can say like go to 20, which means skip wow. to line 20. There's an if-then statement, which sort of is like if X equals 2, go to line 30. If else, go to line 15. And so there's like little branching things, and you can choose start your to own get, adventure. Yeah, choose your own adventure sort of logic. And so, basic, uh, you can start to do like complicated things in basic. Like, like what's what's the limitations of that? Like, what's the most complicated? It's kind very of thing hard to like get input from the user, take the input, and then do a lot of different things with it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it's kind of like just heading down the path. It can't handle a lot of surprises. Okay, so you could do like a text based adventure game. Yes, you, it's, basic, I wrote a text-based adventure game, and it's like, uh, if they type this, go to line 100. If they type yeah, this, a, go to line a, 150. It was at UCB New York, right? I think I played this. Oh, no, I wrote that in the natural language called Inform oh, 7. Oh, my goodness. That took a while. I wrote a text adventure when I was 13 that was, just took place in my family's house. Wow. Oh, can we talk about this? I yeah, yeah, that was like, game. you had to... I, uh, I think the goal was to... The goal was to... Love each other. No, get everybody out of the house so you just had it alone to yourself. Oh, you that's had to, amazing. You had to trick each family to member to like, get them out. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. Or no, to, you... o- to occupy everybody. Like my father, that you had to get him the remote control, and then he like left you alone. That's amazing. He was occupied with the television once you amazing. got him. The re- so you had to find the remote control and give it to him. And my mother needed coffee. Once you got her coffee, she like left you alone. It's such an insight into what your headspace was as yeah, a child. Leave yeah. me alone. Just yeah. let me do what I want. And Love then that. at the end, you're just there with like Huck Finn or something. Really? So that was yeah. ri- that was written in basic, but it was hard to write like a video game. Like I tried right. to write a video oh, game where like, like graphically represented. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like but there was no way to do it because too many things can happen. And like if this thing goes here, and then if this, the the basic yeah. could not allow for that, and it wasn't really built to do it. Yeah. Although a lot of the things I learned in basic. Every computer language... Basic was a great teaching language. Facebook's built in basic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not a lot of people know that. It is what actually if, built in PHP, which when most people hear it, they're like, what the fuck? And that's is PH- probably why. Facebook is built in PHP? Yeah, it's probably why oh, okay. it sucks. So let, let's talk about the different languages and sort of like what yeah. what their reputation is amongst. So, um, and, I, and I don't know a lot of them, but like, I don't even know what you call basic, but I, let's just call it sequential because it goes in order. Yeah. Okay. I, there's probably a term for it, but I don't know it. But the next, the next sort of complicated thing you learn is called procedural. Like Pascal is a is a computer I've programming language, which yeah. is procedural. And in procedural, you it's it's the one up from sequential. You have a list of commands, but then you can take a list, give it a name, and that is the name of that procedure, and okay. then set that aside, write a new procedure, and the procedures can all call each other. So, like, it's sequential, but line 20 might say, call the garlic mincing procedure. And then it leaves, and it goes, and it does the garlic mincing, and then it comes back. Got it. And is that any different from functional? It's no, it's no same different. Qu- it same is functional. From, same question. It's functional. Yeah, same question, question for me. So, yeah. yeah. Functional. No, your question or, was like, what's, this, what's this the book you wrote about? This is where I don't know the proper semantic terms, but in my brain, there's right. like functional and procedural stuff. Functional is very yeah. powerful. You can do a lot with functional. Mm-hmm. Functional means you can also pass data over to that function, and data comes back. Right. First okay. thing. First thing when I'm, uh, you know, talking to someone who's new to coding at work, I'm like. 
you got to functionalize your, your stuff because people will write like a hundred lines yeah, yeah. and they'll just be like, do this, do this, do this, do this in, in but, order. But, so guys, here, I'm going to lose your, so in, in procedural stuff, when you're setting up your garlic, your mincing garlic right? procedure, I'm going to use all cooking stuff. I love or it. Or you're like, you know, your chopping vegetable procedure. Let's say that you have a chopping vegetable function. You pass a vegetable into it and then the, what comes back is the minced amount of it, all right? Okay, And then you great. can use that procedure in any vegetable. You're like, mm-hmm. pass your green pepper into the, into the chopping procedure. Pass the garlic into the chopping procedure. Okay. And it all comes back, let's say, small diced. Yeah. Then you're like, ah, I want to use this on more things. I'm going to pass in a vegetable and then a degree of fineness. So like passing the vegetable and then how chopped. Minced. So it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Do I want it like large diced, small yeah. diced, minced or super minced? But then you can use that for everything. Okay, so I got my chopping procedure. I'll use garlic, minced, uh, green pepper, large diced. But it's the same code. Right. So now you've like – now I had this way less number of lines because I'm reusing this procedure for yeah. all my prep. It's much more efficient. Then I might try to get quick and dirty with it and pass chicken into there because <laughs> I don't have time to write a new chicken procedure. So and just it might large work dice- or it might not. Well, maybe it'll work. Can I large yeah. dice my chicken? Is that going to work for yeah. my grilled chicken? Eh, that'll fucking work. Large, <laughs> dice the, large dice the chicken. Even if a chef would be like, no, you need a separate procedure for chicken. Yeah. Different chicken knife. I- no. Yeah. Just use the same knife you're using for the garlic. Yeah. Use it on your chicken. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Great. So this, is a, this is a great metaphor. I think yeah. I'm, if I ever find myself in a position to be teaching people so, how to code... This yeah. is great. Yeah, and you can do, also it'll help you with your blue aprons. Now people start to get very crazy now in the world of computer program. Not crazy, but they get real finicky. Like they want those procedures to be blind. I don't know what the term is, but they don't want the procedures to have to know anything. They want the procedures you pass all the information into them that they need. They don't need any other information, and they pass back what you want. But they are little like black boxes, right? Of functions. So it'd be like. To you take your your uh, green pepper and you stick it into a cupboard and it has no idea what doesn't that know vegetable what you're using is, that green pepper. Well, well, it doesn't know what you're the using the green pepper right. for, and then it right. just spits but it back out. If you're in a hurry and you're writing like a big recipe code, you can use what's called globals, and a global is something that all the procedures know about. So let's say I'm going to be doing a stir fry sometimes, and sometimes I'm going to be putting stuff in the oven, and in the oven I'm going to use olive oil and stir fry. I'm going to use butter whatever sure and so the chopping thing needs to know is this going into a stir fry or is this going into the oven i'm going to chop differently depending right. on that yeah okay if it's like olive oil oh, i'm not going to chop that much because you're going to slather a bunch of olive oil but then the butter i want to chop it up a lot so it mixes up in the butter but you i don't tell you i don't tell the chopping procedure so that it just knows from the rest of the well I, I i set things up that the cooking goal is a global piece of information that oh, okay. everybody can see so it's like the chopping really? procedure yeah. says, what's my vegetable? It's a green pepper. To what degree of fineness? Small dice. All right. And then the procedure looks at the global because everybody can see the global. So it's oh, like it's, chicken pot pie. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do it this way. That's bad programming. Like, Oh, I thought that was cool. No. Uh, you don't want – What's bad about it? Because it gets – it's dependent now – uh, actually, I don't know, well, but I know so the programmers it, get mad about if, it. Like, I mean, if you programmers will be like, "How many globals are you using? You shouldn't be using any globals." Like the and procedure should a be noob? a black. Bo- they get fucking mad. God. They'll look at code and be like, "Ugh, this code sucks. Everything's global." They'll be like, "They will get mad about that." Well, you want to be able to give something to someone else, and they can instantly write on it and, uh, and hypothetically and that never happens. It. So does it make it less like? It sounds like it's coding. more disorganized. Like, yeah, it's like. 
if if you're a real fucking bulletproof programmer, your functions just stand as their own little robots that can't be defeated. Can play with any right. other robot. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it could just work independently. I could take it out of this program and it can just run around and still function. But if it if it if it depends on all this global information, then it can't work in somebody else's system because it needs that global info. So, like, the advantage of that is it's so modular that you it's can... It's modular, yeah. yes. Okay. So, this so, is this so is you a can world... apply it to different things. Later, you can be like, I'm going to cannibalize this and pull yes, these modules Yes, yes. Oh, I'm going to copy my old chopping procedure yeah. to my new mission or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, functions and procedures, whether... Uh, a lot of programs are just functional and procedural. Perl and PHP are largely functional and procedural. So, like, then there's uh, object-oriented... Have you ever okay. heard that term? No, really? I mean, I've heard both of those words in English before. I've never heard never the word together. "oriented" before, um, but I'm using context clues, so go on. Have you so, used objects? I have used an object before. <laughs> no, I've I've done object-oriented programming. I'm, you know, I'm, oh, I don't know. I'm familiar. Cool. I'm familiar. Thayer, have you heard of object-oriented in relation uh, to computers? I've done some object work in my day. Oh, well, <laughs> and that's that's where it ends for me. I will say before before we get into object-oriented programming, it's actually very looked down upon at my job. Is this called OOP in the biz? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, it is called OOP. Yes, you're in. I love. You're I in. am convinced. You're in. <laughs> job one. O O P is all over the place in in literature about programming. How many? Oh, it's a, it, wait, why, because it's a website, so like it's stateless. <sighs> Maybe that's it. Is it because everybody says you down with it? Wait, wait, what? It's what? just functions are just easier to read. Are people just like I just ooped all over this computer? It, okay, it well, here's feels the cra- like an unnecessary level of abstraction or complication. I yes, like. okay, you might totally be right. But what happens to computer programming is every couple of years, a fad, not even a fad, but a new way of thinking of organizing your code comes around, like and Ruby it's all the talking about? Ruby on well, Ruby on Rails. Rails okay. is the is the I, I could talk about Ruby on Rails. So like, um, <laughs> we'll but, but let me we'll just for the record, excited. this podcast is off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and it will always be Ruby off rails, guys. You know what I'm talking about? So I learned. Okay, so I, I was when I was 24 years old. I, I was uh, I was writing technical manuals for this engineering company. Mm-hmm. I just wrote the instruction manuals. I had to interview the engineers, and they would tell me how the products work, and I would write the manuals. And nobody would ever read them, but there was just like a to be certified a certain way, you had to provide that you had documentation. So I, I was necessary to get certification, but not really necessary in that no engineers ever read instruction manuals. So, right. But I had to do it, so it was my job. And while I was there, I learned how to do functional and procedural programming. Uh, I did it with um, Perl and then PHP. And you would just write your function. You declare your function. You declare the inputs. You declare the outputs. You write them. If you're in a hurry, you have a lot of globals that everybody uses. But um, boo, boo, right? Yeah, right, globals. Right. Boo. How many I'm globals you got in there? Anti-global. You try to minimize your globals. But then, like, I learned about object-oriented programming, and that was like, it's it's really the same thing as procedurals, but it's organized differently. But some people go nuts for objects, objects, properties, and methods. Yeah, the, I mean, the thing about an object is like you you might have like four functions that are all going to take like the same inputs over and over again. And when you have an object, you can take those four functions and they all kind of know about each other's information. You don't have to keep passing information to new functions. It's kind of yes. Like, kind of like this. So I might have, um, to use my cooking metaphor, if I'm running Excellent. computer code oh, to cook. God. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I apologize to everybody. You're all so lost. <laughs> and not even lost, bored. Um, but this, I am like, I am like, 
tingling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love this shit. It's great. So, like, the cooking metaphor, for function and procedures, it might be like you have your chopping procedure. What are other things you can do in prep? Your washing procedure. Right. Uh, you could have uh, – what other, like, things you might be able to do? Um, like uh, – uh, sh- Shucking yeah. or like yeah. shucking like corn in the cob or like stripping when you have to like strip mm-hmm. the outer shell like of the vegetable. To a, I like to listen to podcasts when I'm cooking. Yeah. Okay. So the like blanching thing. The atmosphere. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what other kind of prep might you have to do? Skinning, peeling, mm-hmm. uh, cooling. Okay. Pre- preheating things, yeah, cooling. Preheating, yeah, cooling. Yeah, yeah. Tasting. I love to get a little taste as I'm going. <laughs> okay, but it's <laughs> I'm not, not being very helpful. For the <laughs> So if I'm writing procedures, I would have each of those would be a different procedure. I'd have like a cleaning procedure. I'd have like a chopping procedure. I might have a blanching procedure. But if I'm going to do it object-oriented wise, then I create like a prep object and I attach is to the prep. Is that a poop? Uh, is it a poop? Could prep be. Prep object-oriented. Yeah, I think it could. I, think that's, I hate to say I think it, it could it's work. Right yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah. I think I, it could work. We're that's adding there. new I'm coding going, languages. I'm going for it, yeah. you know? So uh, uh, you might you might make a preparation object, and then you attach a chopping method to it, mm-hmm. and you have attributes. So I create a prep object, I declare the attribute to be green pepper, and then I invoke the chopping method, and then the uh, and then the object um, has returns to me the minced material. But yeah, it's the same thing right. as a function. But if you if you chop something and then you like rinse it. The rinsing now knows more about the chopping because it's in the same object. Yeah, the object knows that it was chopped. Yeah, right. It it can reference things about the way that the yeah the object has more memory. It's like it's like a procedure is very a dumb robot that you give it an input, it does an output, and then it dies. You know, I think, but an object delivery. <laughs> the object survive. I'm just going to ignore. I know you guys are being very. No, this, is great. This, is, I'm okay. this is great. This the is object great. is good. No, you give. I don't. I'm really just. This is probably the only time in my whole life I'm going to talk this much about it. <laughs> this is fun. I'm loving so it. An object persists. The object persists and has memory of like what's happened to it before. It can do a series of things to it. And so objects are good for like for like uh, a a program that's going to run for a long time. Like um, like a stock market probably has objects. It's okay. like oh here's the, this stock. The, or if, yeah, every stock okay. is an object, and like its current price is one of the properties, and buying and selling is a method, and the object just lives all day and during the trading day, and then at the end it can like be saved to a database or something. I got, I got a dope yeah. metaphor. What'd you say? I got a dope metaphor. It's I want to like hear it. The like cooking heroin? metaphor. Oh, okay. The cooking mm-hmm. metaphor, like it, like a like functionalized or procedural version of that would be if like you had like a different person doing each part of the task and. Like after yeah, yeah. chopping, and, and I would they don't bring know each it, other, right? And I would bring it over to the rinser, and I would say, like, yes. here's how I chopped it. Here's how you should rinse it. But like an object is like if one person just does it all. Yes, that's right. An oh, object, okay. he's got he's he's the rinser and the chopper and everything. Right. So he he knows all that stuff. Yeah. So you get to the same end, and he chooses positive. You get to the same end on the media. This is the thing, but you get to the same end. It doesn't that's so matter. Weird. Yeah. The food gets prepped, but, but this is a if world. If you try to tell that to Julia people, Child, she'd be like, no. Yeah, there's a right way to do it. Yes, it and like the programmers go yeah. crazy. They're like, okay, so like he just told me like, and I don't mean to if I'm wrong or not, but like, oh yeah, we don't really like object oriented. We like functional or procedural, right. but it doesn't matter really. Yeah, like you, get the same you thing. could do it with objects. You can say just, but there are people who are like, you have to do objects. You save so much in like maintenance code if you do right. objects. And they it, go, they get mad at you. Yeah, do you. Is there one like specific fight that you can remember, like being the strongest? Just any single time you hire a computer programmer 
and assign them, and you give them code to maintain, they look at it and they sneer. Uh, I mean, guaranteed. There's, there's certain guaranteed. things like I, I like I. One thing that I got laughed at the other day for is like. I didn't switch over. I, I switched over my like MacBook Air to a MacBook Pro, and something happened with like the authorization where wherever I have to like save a file now on yeah. my laptop, I have to enter my password unless it's been like five minutes. Like, okay, like every five minutes, I have to like reauthorize. Oh, and that's like awful. someone at work just like started laughing at me about it, and like yeah. of course, like yeah, it's stupid that I do that. Yeah, you know that yeah. that's a horrible example. No, that's, that's a good that's example. I'll tell you a crazy one. I, I I knew a programmer once who was like, I he goes, I hate. Apple products. I'm like, okay, uh, that why? That sounds like a common yeah. attitude. But He's yeah. like, I hate the user interface. It's a bad user interface. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's insane. Like, yeah, the, best the best thing about interface. Apple products, yeah, that. yeah. the best like, thing. that's the thing everybody thinks they do well. I they thought you might not like easy, the underlying yeah. code or that you don't, you can't get access to the things you as a programmer want to get yeah. access to. He hated the part that everybody likes. It'd be like, I like Star Wars except for the special effects. Yeah. Right. He'd be like, <laughs> that's like, you're crazy. Like, but it's like, it's like, it's people's lifeblood, so they like having like. Well, he just wants a- he identity, wants control. You know? like, yeah. He doesn't yeah. like that Apple doesn't give him an off button on the iPhone. Yeah, like, he wants that off button. Right. You he know? wants to open the hood on everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does. You know, the, the the fact that they took like the headphone jack away from the recent iPhones would be like bad user interface. It's like, well, right. they're they. The, trying to think it's a little future there. future yeah. bias. Uh, let's go ahead and take another break. All right, I'm, uh, I've only got like an hour and a half left. Good, good. perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, we still got to get a, get into C plus plus. I know that's a thing. Uh, we'll be that, right back. That, that's object oriented and procedural. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, whew. can't handle it. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Jeff from Convince Me, and uh, today I'm here to talk about a real business, Loot Crate. No matter what you geek out about. Loot Crate has a monthly subscription box for you. Exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door. Wow, what if, uh... Hey, Jeff, what if I'm, like, an anime geek? They got it. They got an anime? They got loot anime? Uh, there's a crate for that. Okay. Well, I'm like a big dog head. Love dogs. I don't like have big one, dogs? but I just like to see kind of the toys oh, available. There's some. a crate for that. Loot Pets. Wow. Uh, gear for your pup that's themed with your favorite franchises. Well, that's, I mean, that's great, but I'm a very specific type of uh, geek over here. You know, I like... There's a crate for that. I Let me finish. I don't know if there is. Honestly, I'm the kind of geek that likes to wear stuff. Uh, Never tell me to let you finish again, because there's a crate for that. There's a crate for loot wear? That's ridiculous. I mean, I usually just like to stay at home and watch TV, clothes off. There's a crate for that. There's a crate for that. Are you serious? Wait Probably. a second. What if what if I'm just really into Stranger Things? That there's no way it gets there that specific. Is a crate for that. Very topical. Very quick. What pretty much whatever you are looking for in your life, as long as you're you have some kind of affinity for a nerdy uh, or geeky franchise, Loot Crate has it. So uh, save ten percent. Go to BoardwalkAudio.com/slash/LootCrate and use the code Save Ten at checkout. You save ten percent and you get cool stuff. See you back on the show. <laughs> We've all been there. You bought the new Mountain Goats album on vinyl. You're loving that warm audio sound through your vintage hi-fi. <sighs> but now you gotta go catch a flight. And you know from experience that flight crews don't love you bringing a portable record player into the Virgin Air cabin. Well, good news. Silver Lake Records, we're now selling open real audio tapes. That's right, the warm hi-fi sounds of records, but slightly more portable. Just take your 7-inch spool album, 
thread it into the empty spool, run the tape through the magnetic reader, and enjoy portable sound through your cans on a lightweight 10-pound machine. Silver Lake Records has all your reel-to-reel needs, including scotch tape, dust cloths, dust cloths, and carrying cases. Come on down and get real. Thank you, Silver Lake Records. Records. I love music. Music is great. Big fan. Um, I have I have a question. We usually do closing argument right Mm -hmm. now, but I do have a question. I'm gonna do. I don't care how long this podcast (laughs) is. I'm doing one more thing before we go. Okay, I'm gonna ask my question. Okay. Let me ask my question. Uh, okay, so I, you know, I'm sure a lot, a lot of people who listen to our show are, you know, they do comedy, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm wondering, like, what if you have any like an analogs or like connections or like ways that like, uh, you know, being a uh, programmer have like influenced your experience with comedy? Well, I think it made me want to write a book on improv because it made me want to codify it. It yeah. made me be uh, like, what oh. terms are the procedures of improv? You know? so oh, it's that's like, so interesting. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like a, if a scene is a function, the input is the suggestion and the two improvisers. And then like their methods are like yes-anding or heightening. I want to turn it into like code. Right. Which it doesn't work, of course, because it's an art form. But like you Wait. tend to like watch people do it. You're like, well, no. Every good scene has oh, – there's a heightening function. There's the confirmation function. There's the uh, grounding function. Yeah. You know, I was like, there's. There, it feels like it could be codified into a program. It can't. Yeah, but and like, it feels mm-hmm. more like it feels more orderly than uh, the improv manual does. The UCB improv manual, like it feels more like you're going in an order of how to accomplish something. <laughs> Whereas, like there is, I feel like is trying to be very global. No, boo. boo. <laughs> I, also, I also feel like you can say that it can't be codified, but you can, can kind of half codify it, right? And also, yeah. like if you, if I'm a specific improviser and I have a specific way of codifying it, and it's general enough and like uh, hidden enough that I can get away with it, you could probably like. I don't know. I feel like that's like one way to approach improv is like I have my specific way of doing it. I feel like there are certain procedures and subroutines that get invoked a lot when I'm watching improv scenes. I'm like, oh, somebody initiated something crazy and so a grounding function right yeah gets implemented where people have to relate it to real things and treat it in a normal tone to like make it more realistic or in reverse something's very mundane and boring so it's going to get heightened yeah people are going to people are going to take something normal and heighten it to absurdity so that it's funny so then um, would like uh basic be like if a person steps to the front of the stage and starts talking like they're at a meeting everybody Probably, I guess the analog would be computer languages would be like forms. So okay, basic would it, be like it, a it. montage where you can't go back. But like Pascal would be like a, a pretty flower or a deconstruction Ooh. where you can like return to the Reference. source scene. You like you go into a yeah. side scene that's a subroutine, and then you come back to your source scene. So right? we've com- we've combined two of the nerdiest things. <laughs> yeah. In the world, what cooking in and- different ways. By the way, I'm having like a beer, barbecue, football uh, party after this. You guys want to come back? I, I guess just to, just to not go on forever, I will say that like what what I will do in my life sometimes is I'll try to catch up on what is the current fad in programming. So when oh, I yeah. last did it, the sort of like a very common way to do programming was the lamp stack. That's Linux, Apache, MySQL, yeah. and PHP. This would be that. That's the tool belt of technologies right. that you would do if you were like an indie programmer you want to do everything on the cheap you'd get linux which was open source that's yeah. your operating system that runs your computer apache which is your web server that talks to the internet mysql which holds your data and php does your uh, middleware that connects everything but now that like lamp stack is out and yeah. now it's all like no sql it's like 
mongrel. It's like all JavaScript. Yeah. So instead of Linux, it's Node. And instead of MySQL, it's Mongrel. And instead of PHP, it is what also Node or like React. I think Python is what okay. most people are using. And then it, I don't know. And then like, um, so I'll, I'll be like, oh, okay, what's the new? I, I'm Lamp yeah. Stack. I'm mid 2000s. Right. Yeah. What's the mid, you know, teens or whatever? Yeah. And I'll, and I'll talk to someone and I'll, I'll just like want to know it badly. I'll be like, oh, what's, what's the React interface? And React is like some sort of like JavaScript user interface layer. Or, or Node, and I like want to know it, but I need someone to translate it to the old analogs to me. It'll be like, oh, well, you used to do PHP, but now you got to do like Python or whatever. Right, and the uh, people who have been around long enough to be able to translate those things, very valuable. So I, I could yeah, maybe get in. I see. So my resume doesn't look that good, but I believe that I could do all that shit. That's like, awesome. no problem. Yeah. When I was 24 years old, I had, I had <laughs> learned AppleSoft when I was 13. This is the craziest thing I ever did. That's not even close to true. <laughs> but this is a crazy thing I did. So I was 13. I taught myself like AppleSoft, right? But then yeah. I, I was an English major. I didn't study computer programming. And I was a journalist. But then I like, was tired of being broke. I moved to Boston. I got a job in a hotel just being like an administrative assistant for like one of the executives. Uh, basically like a temp job that became permanent. And they were, they were really nice. And I was just like a paper shuffler. And I would do appointments, blah, blah, blah. But if you... Uh, this is for the Sheraton, and it, one of the policies of the Sheraton was whenever a job was open, they posted it publicly, and anybody could apply for it. Okay. And mostly what that was meant for is like somebody on the reservations desk could apply to be like in sales or somebody at the front desk. It was for like the low level jobs to, to apply to be higher level, and it was like it was like a um, reward. It's like mm-hmm. take a shot at the big gigs. I suppose the very top executive jobs were not open, but a lot of the jobs were posted. So the IT guys needed an IT position, and they posted it open. But, of course, they're not expecting a reservations desk person to apply for it. Technically, they could. But I walked in, and I was like, I want to apply for this job. They're like, oh, do you have IT experience? And I was like, no. They're like, "Uh, what was your your degree? I was like, "Uh, English. They're like, um... You have no. Yeah, right. I was like, I insist on an interview. And then, and then you, and then they had a problem on a whiteboard, and you were like, "Wait, let me try to solve that." And then you like, you know, thirty seconds. And the, I was like, I could do this job. Yeah. And they had the interview. The guy was like really nice to me, but he was like, "You don't know any of the things." And I was like, "I could do it. I'm sure I could do it." What gave you? Do you have it in any other area? I think of life? because I was, I knew AppleSoft. Right. And yeah. I had done like I'd like written like, text adventure. You're like this works in my brain. I was like yeah. whatever whatever language it is you're doing, I know an analog version of it. Like right. within a day, I'll be able to do yeah. it. Right. And my and my job was paying like nineteen thousand dollars a year, and the IT job paid like thirty two thousand dollars. Oh a year. yeah. And I was right. like I could do That's it. A huge incentive. Yeah. Upgrade. Yeah, I could like double my earning, and I'm still coming to this office. Right. For the same amount of time. But right. he very reasonably was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is insane. That you're you're, still, the so administrative. you're yeah. still the administrative assistant, right? And I'm still and there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've never moved up. Um, I have uh, a question. Yeah. You were t- we talked a little bit about bubble wrap and you kind of saying, like, what your impetus is for doing these things. Yeah. When you do it now, when you, like, return and you kind yeah. of program something, what's the feeling or the reward that you get from doing it that would make I love – this is so – I love neat little – Piles of code organized into cool, compact files that do something on their own. Like, and it makes you feel like accomplished, kind of, when you're I, done. I can't, it's, it feels like I've squared up everything on my desk nice and neat. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make a website that lets people register for improv classes. Okay, so for example, I work for the UCB Theater, and there's no, I, there's no waiting list, right? For the for classes, no, no. no, and it's been a thing they can't do because it's like a pain in the ass, and like you could fix a lot of things on that website. <laughs> 
Well, yes. <laughs> yes. And I was a programmer there. Yeah. And I always was like, I'm here's X, Y, and Z that we should do. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, look, you're the improv teacher. It's not your job. I was like, I'm sure this is easy. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, it's not easy. I'm like, I know it is. There's so let many me things. in there to do it. Yeah. And I had to like let it go. But I was like, okay, I'm going to make Gosh. my own for my little website, for my own little workshops that I barely even do. But I'm just going to have like waiting lists and it's going to go over text and you can and you own, you'll get a refund. If anybody takes your spot and pays for it, you can get a refund. Oh, anytime. that's beautiful. That's yeah, great. that'd be so nice. Well, I, well I, my refund policy, I was very particular about it. I was like, you can get any anybody can get a refund up to three days before within that someone has to take your spot. But if they take your spot. But then I was also like, you know what? Also, if there were still open spots the whole time when you sign up, you can get a re- if you weren't blocking money, oh, yeah, right. you can get a refund. Oh, that's very that fair. That is very fair. But if it's like sold out and you were holding a spot and someone tried to buy it you and then after that yeah. you drop out, you owe yeah. me that money very unless fair. somebody buys it. Yeah. Then you don't owe it. Yeah. It's just basically fair. like if you blocked me from somebody else buying it, that's not this fair. This is one of those of examples where like technology allows more like optimized economies. Yeah. And, so I like yeah. wanted that code, you know. So I've written PHP stuff to be like track when people sign up, when was it full? That's cool. And stored in a global, whether it was like sold Ugh. out when you signed yeah. up. Don't get me started. Podcast over. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's That's disgusting. Uh, That's uh, learning. That's uh, I so I, I, to me, it was like be, it'd be satisfying because it, it, it would be just and it would run efficiently, yeah. and I, I would like try to make it very like uh, elegant code. Right. I got into it, but it was too hard to do. So I stopped. So I had one more question. So you talk about organizing your code very neatly and very elegantly, but then you're saying whenever you hand a code to someone else, they're like, this is garbage. So like, yes. is this in your eyes or is there like a code you've seen that you're just like, wow, this is beautiful. I think that some programmers are empathetic and they look at other mm. person's code and they're like, I see what, what they did well and what they chose not to do well. That's But mean. a lot of programmers are jerks. Mm. I'm very empathetic. I guess I'm a jerk too. Like I get very particular about it. They're not all jerks. I didn't really do it for a living for that long. But <laughs> they start arguing about. There's a lot of semantic arguments mm-hmm. that to me are just like you're not being empathetic to what the like. Okay, you say uh, you have like a lot of junk code. Mm-hmm. So if somebody looked at it, they could probably turn their nose up at it, or somebody could say, "Hey, this guy did this in a second and it works." Like that's a valuable right, programmer. Right, yeah. That's a skill. Yeah. It's like, I feel like it's like music where people, it's just part of their identity. So people get very excited about like putting other yes. things down. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's like I, yeah, I don't know. It's incredibly social for what's portrayed as such a like antisocial group of people. Well, like to do, like, I those, think. That's all like social hierarchy kind of. Yeah, yes, to do like yes. meaningful programming, I think these days, like, because it's so, it is very easy for people to get involved in programming now. Like they're like coding boot camps well, and all that, you know. Yes, I want to say something else that happened, which was coding became democratized at some mm-hmm. point. Like, I learned AppleSoft, I learned QBasic when I was a kid, and then before the internet, programming became inaccessible. Like things like C were were very like difficult. Yeah. Just like there was complicated and you needed like a computer of a certain ability yeah. to be able to do mm. it. And there there wasn't an easy way to learn it except from these books that weren't well written. And so it became like inaccessible yeah. to be a coder. Then when the internet happened, anybody could write like a Perl script and upload it to their web server and then go to your web browser and execute it. And it democratized it. And also cool. the initial web languages were very simple. HTML was just basically a formatting language. And then JavaScript was like not that complicated when it came out. And now it's become very complicated. But like there was, there was all of a sudden in like the early 90s, mid 90s, the walls came down. And the standards of entry were, like, low. Yeah. yeah. Like, I became a computer cr- programmer because I knew HTML and JavaScript, and that's not enough of a skill now. But I, was, I got hired yeah. just by saying – so by learning JavaScript. And so now I think the walls are coming up again, like, to learn sort of, like, 
how to do like a BuzzFeed level thing. I think it's higher now. I, I, think, I think it's, it's more actually, about it's. It, I think really what differentiates people now is is just being able to collaborate. Like because mm. I probably couldn't do it. To, I'd yell at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it really is more about like finding creative ways to because that's how you get value in a in a place where it's really easy to code is like being able to like come up with solutions to things i think it's becoming a more interesting uh, i would leave comedy if i thought there was a tech group that i could be a part of where it was like making things more just like like a i'm even talking about just things like refund systems yeah like if i i would be part of a tech group that'd be like we're gonna implement a refund logic for tickets and there are but they're not getting paid like stuff at at, uh you know like people are doing that independently off their hours at their real job you know like i I love shit like that yeah (laughs) or like i don't know you'll occasionally run into like some sort of tech solution that's really like a cool thing that Mm -hmm. like right reddit actually is a pretty amazing solution of collaboration like it does a good job of like separating interests and it's a uh it's it democratizes it pretty well, and yeah, certain subreddits are they get kind of toxic, but they even have pretty good systems in place to try to mitigate that. Right. Reddit is a cool thing that it's somebody cool created idea. with tech. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I love it. So I, I would do it. something like that. I'll I'll make the next Reddit if anybody has an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've come to that part of our podcast where we tell you if we were convinced or not. Do you have anything anything left that you really want to? Nothing drink? I could do in less than two hours. <laughs> Will, <laughs> Will is we can a afford it. Yeah, yeah, very complete and uh, accessible talk about yeah, computer pretty programming. Cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you made your case well. Jeff, uh, are you convinced? Uh, already was convinced. Still am. Um, I, didn't, I, I didn't back... I didn't, <laughs> you didn't back do damage. Yeah. No, no damage. I just... I, I think it was interesting. Like, I mean, there, there was no way I was going to leave being like, oh, I'm going to quit my job because I hate programming. Um, I... Uh, yeah, I, I, I just feel like it was interesting to hear like uh, like more... I don't know, holistic description of it. Yeah. Then, like, literally, I just came into it, like, two years ago, and I only know, like, very recent yeah. types. Mm. Um, mm. So that was very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, for me, again, this is Ben. Uh, I got to say, um, I don't know that I have a use for it at this point in my life, but uh, I have some gross things coming up, like having to make my own website for, like, being an actor, which is, uh, don't like that. That's yeah. Cool feels terrible mm-hmm. um but in that realm like if there's something i want to do with that that's that's outside of that maybe i'll look up some youtube videos my niece and nephew are 10 and 12 and they i both think have already learned a bunch Dr- of coding good at school. driving yeah they're good at driving um no they've learned a bunch at, of coding at school like it's like a foreign language that they yeah. learn which is really cool um i think i would have been into that in school but at this point in my life probably not convinced i don't know what to do with it there yeah there's not a lot of application for yeah it. I think I'm very intrigued just from the almost like treating it as a foreign language, trying to see how things tick and to be able to speak that. Uh, would there be one that you'd like recommend to get started with? Because I'd be convinced. I would recommend if you want to learn programming, there's an iPhone game called Human Resource oh, cool. Machine. Human mm-hmm. Resource Machine. And it teaches you what essentially is basic programming. Okay. If you play Human Resource Machine and enjoy it, you could probably be a programmer. Well, I'm convinced. And then you, it, that's a Jeff Fox worthy bit. Yeah, yeah, that's you, right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I love. It. I, I, bring, I bring that up. I would recommend find this game Florida. and play it. And if you're like get wrapped up in it and it obsesses you, you're good. And if you're like, oh, I see this, I'm not really into it. Then okay. don't bother. That's awesome. What if I play it and I, I hate it? I would, <laughs> you're you're unconvinced. You're, the wrong, you're doing the wrong stuff. Uh, it. So two out of three. Hey, hey all right. That's hey. really good. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, Will. Um, two out of two. Next segment, uh, two out of two. I guess is, is more accurate. 
Uh, we're going to do one last segment here. This is going to be fun. I'm excited about this. We haven't done this before. This is called uh, Stump Vince Me. This is a trivia game. Okay. Where I'm going to try and stump you all. Okay. Uh, Will and Jeff, as we've learned, already know about uh, computer programming. This is a computer programming quiz. Yeah. Vera doesn't know anything, so he's going to have weighted scores. He's going to get two points for every one. That's totally fair. You also could easily stump me because I have huge gaps of my knowledge. Yeah, and this will be interesting. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea if these are good questions. You might... um, This is kind of like pub trivia or something. I love the... I'm so excited you did this. This is maybe the nicest thing anybody's done for me in months. (laughs) (laughs) That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry sorry Uh, to hear that. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Okay, first question. At Dartmouth College in 1964... Mm. Already interesting, right? Mm. Uh, John Keamy and Thomas Kurtz invented... I'll give you three options. Uh, okay. This we're going to start with. Jeff Can I on guess this without the options? Uh, yeah, guess without the options. Uh, it's going to be it's like early internet or email addresses or something like that. I'm going to say they invented file the uh, file transfer FTP. Uh, that's going to be more basic. I'm going to say TCP IP. You got a blind guess there. IBM. IBM, great. Uh, none of those are correct. Okay. Uh, let me give you the options, and then Jeff will answer. Then uh, okay. Will answer, okay. and then Thayer. Uh, Shouldn't Thayer answer first? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll take turns. Who? Well, oh, I see. I see. Do, yeah, yeah. My bad. I, uh, I came. It'll be like it'll be like Doug loves movies. A L G O L. Uh huh. Basic. Fortran. Okay. Those are your three options. Dartmouth College, nineteen sixty four. Jeff, your answer. I guess I'll go with the first one. A L G O L. Yeah. Al Gol. That's my guess, too. Al Gol? My guess as well. Oh, we're all wrong. It was basic. Really? That's a basic. Basic oh, wow. in 1964. Ah. So it's, uh, we're yeah, learning. Eating my bad. Uh, I didn't know it was that old. I thought it was a 70s thing. Uh, yeah, it seems, like, yeah, it seems, cool. so it seems modern. Uh, second question. This one's we're going to start with Will. Uh, complete the quote. This is a quote from Pablo Picasso. Okay. Computers are useless. They can only give you... And your joy. I'm gonna guess uh, TCICP. <laughs> your choices are uh, numbers, pictures, headaches, noise, or answers. Uh, answers. Okay, great answers. It's answers. That's answers. beautiful. Answers. Answers is correct. It's a beautiful statement. Let's give it up for art, guys. Fucking Picasso, so good. <laughs> Damn, that guy was the best. <laughs> he was like the Pele of the art world. <laughs> <laughs> Pele does art. They are. Uh, who invented C Larry Wall, Anders uh, Heilsberg, Grace Hopper, John Backus, Bjorn Storslup, or Alan Cooper? Uh, the second one. Second one? Uh, I love the number four, so I'm going to go with the fourth one. One, two, three, I, four. Read okay, those great. names again because I want to. This is Larry Wall. Not He invented Pearl. It's not him. Oh, Anders. Uh, I don't know who that is. Okay. Maybe him. Grace Hopper. No, she's early, she was like a NASA uh, nice. mathematician from like the. 50s and 60s it's not her john Backus. no that's Bacchus. um that's um a fictional character from that's not him <laughs> um uh bjarne uh isn't Johnson? a film director Stu-strip? Wait, isn't back as a film director Wait. i think so okay what's the next one bjarne Stuerstrup. Stru-strip? i don't know who that Stru-strip? is so i don't know it's hard to say yeah it's a lot of vowels uh and alan cooper i'm gonna guess alan cooper Good guess. Uh, we're all wrong. It was Bjarne Stoosh. Uh, okay. Really? Okay. That's, just, that's yeah. toughy. Uh, number four. We're starting with Jeff on this one. Which of these is not a functional programming language? Here's your options. F sharp. Erlang. Or it's F hashtag. Number yeah, sign. Yeah. yeah, number sign. Um, Erlang. Lisp. L-I-S-P. A-P-L. Kite. Joy. Fortran. Or Miranda. 
Wow. Which of these is not a functional Which ones program? have you even heard of? I've only heard of like half of I've those. I've heard of yeah, none same. except for Fortran, but mm. I don't even... Fortran. Oh, I'm going to go I'm going to go with Fortran. Fortran. Cuz I've heard of it. Yeah. Now, Fortran is a functional procedure Dodge. one. So is Lisp. F sharp sounds like an updated version of C sharp right. and C sharp is I'm going to guess that it is. So what were the other choices? F sharp, Erlang, Lisp, APL, Kite, Joy, Fortran, and Miranda. I don't know, so I'm going to guess Joy. Joy. Can you say too many options? Uh, a, lot of options. a lot of options. Tough, tough question. This but this is obviously APL. So yes. APL? Yeah. Uh, it was Fortran. Is that what you said? Oh, really? you were yeah, right. You were it's correct. not procedural. It wow. was a wild guess. You were right, I, Jeff. I regretted it immediately. You were super right. We now stand at Thayer with two points, Jeff with two points, Will with one point. All right. This is the final. Coming down on the back half here. Number okay. six, uh, Will goes first, correct? Uh, a true or false statement put into code that the programmer expects to always be true is an exception, harness, assertion, or expression. Wow. I've never heard it. I don't know what this is. I'm going to guess assertion. There. You want me to read them again? Expression. Expression. Uh, I'm going to second assertion. Assertion is correct. Yeah. Right. It was an expression. Okay. That's, well, I'm, I got a couple emails to write to my professor. <laughs> I'm uh, professor of... Uh, uh, <laughs> there it is. Come on, come on. Dude. You know, finish, finish it, Jeff. You got it. Of, uh, um, uh, b- 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 being a loser. Oh, baby. I thought it was going to be sexual. Number six. Uh, Thayer goes first. A section of code that responds to a particular interaction of the user with a GUI control. GUI. 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 Yeah. GUI saying. control is called a, a section of code that responds to a particular interaction of the user with a GUI control. It's called a dispatch function, event handler, Control structure or exception handler? It's exception handler. Uh, handler. I'm going to go with the second one. Second one is event handler. I would go with event handler. Your event handler. Me too, event handler. We're all correct on that one. You like that? Yeah. You like that? Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, RASC risk. Do you say? Do you guys know? I don't know. RASC is. This is for Jeff. A defense, a defensive programming style, a web framework, a threading library, or a CPU design strategy. Mm. God, oh, I, I got it for sure. I guess I'm going to go with the re- uh, web framework. Web framework. Could you give me the choices again? A web framework, a defensive programming style, a threading library, or a CPU design strategy. I'm going to say defensive programming style. Perfect. Uh, CPU. CPU design strategy is correct. Because oh, risk the game, dude. You knew they were playing it. You knew they were playing it. It's RASC. That's funny. I know, but you know they're playing it. Uh, oh, they're those nerds. You they love even risk. program. I got a bunch of globals this, in front of me. This is <laughs> Don't diss us like that. Got a bunch of globals. Uh, in front a bunch of, me. of fucking globals. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, let's see. Number eight. I think global. <laughs> and I eat local. Act local. Oh, eat local. Great. There we go. Uh, How many questions well? are on this quiz? Uh, we got two more. <laughs> okay. uh, it's not a two more. Which language in? Uh, sorry, this one's really hard to read. Which language is this snippet from? Okay. I'm going to read it out loud. Okay. You guys ready? I love this. V A R space I N N E R capital C N T space colon space integer semicolon space begin space header space colon, equal sign, space, capital T, string list, period, create, semicolon. I'm going to stop there. I think I have a guess. All right. Uh, Will, 
this yeah, wait, there's wait, no, wait, no multiple choices. Let's see. No multiple oh, choices. Damn. This one you just have to guess. I think it's Java. All right, Java. Uh, that's gonna be HTML, obviously. I was going to go with JavaScript, but hearing him guess Java, I would rather go with Java, but I'm going to go with JavaScript out of integrity. JavaScript. Okay. I, I almost guessed that. Or it's either that or C. It's one of those. But I'm going to guess Java. Mm. This is Delphi. You ever yeah, heard, okay. of so you, you're just, heard of it? You're just, you know. This <laughs> I is, don't know. This is a quiz. That's why that I it's called Stump Vince. I love it. Yeah. I know. You're off that was the a toughie. Um, all right. Last question. Are we ready? Thayer goes first on this one. This is a fill in the blank. So sorry, buddy. Uh, I define eight different methods. So, uh, uh, this is like, almost like an SAT style it's question. It's crazy that you did this knowing nothing about Yeah, this is pretty this good. This is impressive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, it I'm was sorry weird. that I led you down a thing where you had to do this. <laughs> Thanks. This is great. This I, is it was great. tough. Um, next time I'll come on and I swear to God I'll talk about something like drugs and sex will be my next topic. Ben's forte. Really. Dude, we had somebody yeah. do marijuana, didn't we? That yeah. was a, yeah, yeah. Who did marijuana? Juliet. Uh, anybody Juliet did marijuana. marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, ready? Yes. I define eight different methods, including connect, patch, put, and post. So those are all all caps. I am stateless. I have a four-letter name. What am I? This is like the invocation. Feels a little it is like, a, oh, like the invocation. Uh, four-letter name. Excel, Microsoft Excel. <laughs> uh, can you rename? Can you relist the methods? I define eight different methods, including connect. Patch, put, and post. I am stateless. I have a four-letter name. Rest, what am I? R-E-S-T. R-E-S-T. He's right. H-T-T-P. Oh, the correct right, right, answer. right. It is stateless. Oh, so a bunch of phonies. Final scores. Thayer has six. <laughs> that was a good guess, Jeff. Jeff has four, and Will has three. Guys. Well, looks like I'll be programming all the ads. <laughs> yeah, you got the job. I'll be Congrats. programming the ads. Congrats, Thayer. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, we're now at the... At Can we the, change that to I Jeopardy think, style next time? I just ooped my pants. Uh, <laughs> call back. Uh, we're now at the closing segment uh, that we like to call plugs. Jeff, likes it. <laughs> Jeff you're getting into okay, oops. I'm going to plug ooped my pants. Okay. okay. Jeff's plug is I'm ooped my that pants. Uh, for me, I'm going to plug our uh, website on Boardwalk Audio. It's boardwalkaudio.com slash convince me. Um, click on the support us... So what is it called? Support, support our, our artist. Support our artist button, and you can shop on... Uh, Amazon. You can also check out the other Boardwalk Audio show, Fish Out of Water. Will Hines was a guest on that in a past episode. It was a good one. They talk about sketch writing. I enjoyed that. If you want to catch me and Thayer at a show, you can come out to the Death Match in Los Angeles at the Pack Theater on uh, September 12th. Uh, I would just say, rate and review us on iTunes. Would love to see your review up there, so check us out. Perfect. Uh, Will, you got anything you'd like to plug? Twitter guess, handle? Um, yeah, my Twitter handle is W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. And I have a podcast called Screw It. We're just going to talk about the Beatles. A lo- a lovely podcast, if I may say so myself. Uh, listen to everyone. Um, great, guys. Next time you hear want to hear something wacky, wacky and woodly, find it right here on... one zero one 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 zero You've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.